Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns, Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts, Marcus Mariota to the Atlanta Falcons, and Jameis Winston stays in New Orleans. All that winners and losers of NFL free agency from a fantasy perspective, all here on the Basin Talk Podcast Fans Show today. Bird here with you. And as mentioned, if you had listened to the Basement Talk Podcast on Monday, there was an announcement that we were having a little change in personnel that Adam was being put on the fantasy show or the on the Basement Talk Podcast for the foreseeable future, which means Jake Simone is now on the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show. Hello, Jake. How are we? Uh, you know, doing well. Glad to be uh, back talking fantasy. Got a lot. Got a lot of football to recap. Great time of year. Every team wins in their respective views. Sometimes loses, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, pumped, ready to get after it. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as I say. Yeah, exactly. And it was a very different view from Adam because I think Adam was thrilled to be getting away from football for the time being, and now you are absolutely pumped to be talking about football. So everybody wins in this situation. Yeah, I love football. I can talk about football every day. The other, you know me, I, I, there's only three to four sports in my life. It's soccer, hockey, that they golf most of the time. They don't exist today. <laughs> so, but I'll be back for NBA playoffs, believe oh, me. Oh, oh, yeah, believe me. Jake, I'll put in the good word with the bosses. The, the, and the bosses will listen. I, 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 I could promise that. So, Jake, I, I have a gift for you. I have a gift because I'm just such a such a nice guy. We've known each other such a long time. I like gifts. I know it makes you happy. We have a one quick question to start off the show, and it comes from the mailbag. So don't don't get me going. I know where this one's coming from. So the one quick question for today comes from Sean. Jake. Where's Sean from? The hub, the empire, the stronghold of the Basement Talk podcast. None other than Portland, Oregon. Uh, we love, love, love you, Portland. Thank you for everything. I, 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 I'm re- really, that was just a beautiful tribute to Portland. I, I'm shedding a tear. I, I really, really am. I've really emotional tribute to Portland. We love Portland. We are big fans of Portland, Oregon here on this podcast. And Sean, thank you so much for submitting your question. And hopefully all is okay in Portland, Oregon, because I mean, the rest of the world can burn as far as I'm concerned, but as long as Portland, Oregon is okay, we're all good. Amen to that. God bless you, Portland. We love Portland. So Sean asks, and he gave us some, he gave us some, some choices here. And he also, well, he also included an old friend, but we'll get there. So he said, and this kind of ties into our news and notes. And so it, it, it works out. But out of all of the quarterbacks that have seen drastic improvements or changes in scenery this offseason. So uh, what basically he put down was Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. Who is the favorite out of all of those guys? So I'll read them off again. Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Derek Carr. I think it has to be Deshaun Watson. 
I think you so go too. From, clearly not Aaron Rodgers, but uh, no. um, I I think it would be a toss up to me between Deshaun as well as uh, Matthew Stafford by getting Allen Robinson. Sure. I I, um, I think it's a very fair fair uh, fair point. Right. So I would probably go with Deshaun because you get out of a dysfunctional, toxic situation in Houston with not much to work with other than Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks in your last year in Houston. They they let go of DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, and really one good offensive lineman, Laramie Tunsil. No running backs to speak of. You now have two great ones, Amari Cooper. And I'm sure it's being reported that Will Fuller and Jarvis Landry are looking to get into the fold with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. So with a very good offensive line. So I have to go with Deshaun. Would it surprise you? I was literally about to ask you, would it surprise you if our good friend Will Fuller ends up in Cleveland? And he will be drafted in the seventh or eighth round of all fantasy drafts if that occurs. Yep. And will we take him? No. 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 Nobody nobody, nobody listens to this podcast will take him. That is for damn sure. But, yeah, I think Will Fuller to Cleveland just has to be a lock at this point. I think so, too. I think so, too. And the fact that he remains unsigned is – is pretty telling, I think, of, of where his uh, his head is at. Uh, for for me, it's Deshaun Watson by a lot because I have I have him now as my number five quarterback. I have him ahead of Dak Prescott. I have him ahead of Joe Burrow. I have him ahead of Kyler Murray, who we'll definitely get to. I have him just behind Lamar Jackson. I have him just behind Justin Herbert, and then of course Mahomes and and Josh Allen. And I think a lot of the concerns that maybe fantasy managers do have with Deshaun Watson, well, there's two. Number one, it's a run-first offense. Will they continue to run the ball? Number two, what kind of suspension is coming for Deshaun Watson? The answer to question one is you very simply, as a football team, do not trade three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks to run the ball at the clip they did. It's very simple. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to unlock this offense. Then the answer to question B of how long the suspension is going to be, I don't know the answer to that. There's going to be a suspension of some sort. If it's more than four games, Deshaun Watson won't be my number five quarterback, and he'll have to be taken a bit later. But if it's four or fewer, yeah. yeah. Then then I think I'd be comfortable taking him as a QB5, stashing him, and then going for a guy like Derek Carr going for a guy like Kirk Cousins, a guy like Russell Wilson, potentially, and, you know, playing out those, those first four weeks. And then if those guys do well, you trade them. Now to Russell Wilson, who's my number two on this list. And then Tom Brady is in there as well. But I think we kind of know what we're, what we're getting with Brady. With Wilson, I'm very in the middle with him because I want to rank him. My projections have him as my QB nine. I have him my QB 11. The problem that I have with Wilson right now is it's, it's a lot of unknowns, really. And we've never really seen what well, we've seen Wilson finish as the QB one once, but it was one of the worst QB years of all time when he had that QB one season. Do P, are people really going to be jumping the gun and taking Russell Wilson and drafting him over the top because of a new situation? I would probably argue that Russell Wilson maybe had better targets in Seattle than he does now in Denver. It's a lot of unprovens with Denver. It's a lot of speculation that, yeah, he's in a better situation because it's a better team. 
but what was the better offense for him potentially? And who was who are better targets to throw to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, or Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton? Probably DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett. So I, that's why I'm a little hesitant to really you know gas up Russell Wilson hardcore. Right. And the thing also with Wilson, it can kind of work both ways, right? Because yes, the pass catchers were definitely better in Seattle. I don't think anybody can argue that, but the overall offense might be better that they'll run in Denver because we saw this all the time in Seattle for some odd reason, they just still continue to run the ball, even when it was Mm -hmm. not effective with Chris Carson. We even saw it this year when they were running the ball with Alex Collins. Like, why are you doing that? It makes no sense. You have Russell Wilson as your quarterback. So maybe we saw this with Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay. He unlocked the new element of Aaron Rodgers' game with the Packers. So I don't think there's any denying that. So maybe now in this new offense, more passing attempts, the volume could be up. Maybe we see Russell Wilson take his game to new heights. But to be honest with you, I I don't know how much Russell Wilson has left in the tank, to be honest with you, because the last time we saw Russell Wilson, it was far from impressive. It was not – a case of the offense, the weapons. He just looked pretty old. And a guy that relies a lot on that mobility in the pocket, not just as a runner, but in terms of extending plays, that that's not really something that ages well, if that makes sense. No, you're right. You're you're 100% right. Now, is it possible that statistically, Russell Wilson has his best best season? Yeah, it's definitely within the range of possibilities for, for Russell Wilson. Is he in the better offense? Yeah. Is it possible that in this Nathaniel Hackett led offense that Denver turns into a top five passing team in the league. It's possible. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think so. I think that probably, if you were to say to me that Denver at the end of the year finishes a top 10 passing offense, I would buy into that. I, I do. I think they finish top five. Probably not. Well, here's the thing also that helps him. If you're looking for positives on Russell Wilson to Denver, I mean, look at that division. There's going to be a shootout almost every single game. within that division. I can't think of every offense there is a pretty potent offense in the AFC West. We all know that. And they are, I get it. Their defenses are getting better too, but at the end of the day, offense beats defense, especially in the regular season. Oh, always. You're going to have, you're going to have matchups where 35, 40, 45, maybe even 50 points are being put up. So I think a lot of fantasy managers will find themselves wanting a lot (laughs) of those games, if that makes sense. And a lot of those offenses in the AFC West. So maybe there's, there's some positives for Russell Wilson, but I question if he still has gas in the tank to be that top five fantasy quarterback. I'm not too sure that that's a risk at the quarterback position with so many good names. I'm just not willing to take at this particular moment in time. I don't know how you're feeling, but that, that, that's where I'm coming from. I'm very much in the same boat. I'm very much in the same boat that I, and, and you mentioned something with talking about the AFC West that I, I actually did want to point out is you cannot get into an arms race with different managers in your drafts when going and trying to target AFC West guys, because everybody knows those are going to be the, the cream of the crop guys that everyone's going to going to want to target just because of how potent these offenses are. I just strongly urge caution on that because I don't know if taking Russell Wilson over a, over a Matthew Stafford is a good idea. I don't know if Russell Wilson over a Dak Prescott is a good idea. And actually Russell Wilson versus Dak is a great one because they're in completely two different trajectories right now. Russell Wilson is climbing up. Dak Prescott is shooting down. I would still rather have Dak over over Russell Wilson, 
but I don't know if that's going to be the same amongst fantasy managers right now. Let, let me ask you a couple of questions. Tell me where sure. these guys are being mocked. Uh, first off, where's Russ going right now? Probably what six round range. You beat, you just beat me to it. I'm pulling up the NFC data right now. So the ADP on Russell Wilson, we'll do from the, we'll do in the last week. We'll do it in the last week. He's going 64th overall. It's a little seventh high, round. Man. So, seventh so, round. so say, would you rather have Russell Wilson in the seventh round or Jalen Hurts in the ninth round? I would much rather have Jalen Hurts in the ninth round. So that's what I'm saying here, though, is like a seventh round, that's, that's a flex play right there. That's a pretty high-end flex. Could even be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Whereas with the court, you see what I'm saying here? It's just the quarterback position itself. There's just so many options where I just don't think that he is worth the risk. To be honest with you, I think a quarterback in his own division, uh, Derek Carr, might honestly be a better investment for fantasy managers this year from from, from an ADP standpoint. Yeah, I, could, I completely agree. How about Russell Wilson or a guy that's right behind him? Not necessarily in ADP. Uh, well, kind of. It's, it's a round difference between the two right now, actually. Uh, Russell Wilson or Trey Lance? I need to see it first from Lance. That's my big thing with, with him. We don't really have the sample. So I feel like you can't go into your season with Trey Lance and like a, a rookie, like say Malik Willis, for example, or like Trey Lance and Kirk Cousins. That, that's not really going to cut it, in my opinion. What if it, what if you're able to get Trey Lance and uh, and Derek Carr? Then that's a lot better. But I don't know, man. Like I, I don't want to get too off topic here, but I, I just no. need to kind of see it. I don't really like that that we haven't. I know Mahomes is the guy that everybody goes back to, but I've seen both of them play. Mahomes was. You see what I'm saying? Even we knew it with Mahomes a little bit when he got his chance in the preseason and even that Week 17 finale where he lit up, where he lit it up. Uh, you know. I think it was against Denver, but it's irrelevant now. We've seen Lance. It was like, eh. Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers right now? Aaron Rodgers. I think they'll get it figured out in Green Bay with the pass catchers. I do as well. And Aaron Aaron Rodgers right now is being drafted 92nd overall. Yeah, I I think that'll shoot up, man. They're they're definitely going to their their pass catchers. I think that is absolutely obscene. Where's Kyler getting drafted right now? Kyler is being drafted. 47th. Wow, that's that's kind of hot. What about Tom Brady? 64th. Oh, in that range, I'm definitely going Russell uh Tom Brady over Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Absolutely that, no doubt no about it. No questions asked. No doubt about it. He, okay. Would you still take Brady there if there's no Chris Godwin for say the first 6 weeks? Most certainly. I don't think that's an issue. I also think bold prediction. I think Julian Edelman will come out of retirement to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh. Ooh. With Gronk also going back there. With with Gronk going back, you have Mike Evans, Russell Gage, low-key a fantasy sleeper. I'm sure we'll oh, talk about yes. him. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, and they also have the draft as well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they take a pass catcher. No, I, I would not be uh, remotely surprised. Either so we we basically covered uh, Deshaun Watson before we even got to news and notes, which is uh, which is terrific, and we'll have more um, on the Cleveland Browns as we get into uh, the free agency discussion. But uh, next bit of business for the news and notes, we'll talk about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan traded 
to the Indianapolis Colts from the Atlanta Falcons for a 2022 third round pick. Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts, of course, looking for his quarterback, and he gets one for the foreseeable future with Matt Ryan. Fantasy implications of this. I'm a little nervous about Michael Pittman. I'm not going to lie because we all know how Matt Ryan is just simply allergic to throwing his number one target, the ball in the end zone. So that does kind of worry me a little bit. And then of course the, the ever so present links that are now just swelling around Julio Jones, potentially going to Indianapolis, which would really, I think put a damper on Michael Pittman, a teeny tiny bit, but, Overall, I think I think it's a solid enough situation where Matt Ryan, I think Matt Ryan is probably going to be a bit of a step up, not a huge step up, but a step up over Carson Wentz, where he can get the ball downfield if need be. But we all know that the number one thing in that offense is going to be make sure you have a guy that is going to be able to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. And that's that. Right. And also, I wouldn't be too worried. I actually have Pittman here as a winner from this because we've seen Matt Ryan support a lot of high-end fantasy wide receivers. We've seen it. And in terms of the touchdown thing, I, I really think that was just an issue with Julio Jones rather than Matt Ryan. And I know Kyle Pitts was a rookie last year. Um, we saw Calvin Ridley when he was the number one receiver when Julio was out have his fair share of touchdowns. I don't think that's much of a concern there. And every year of Matt Ryan's career, we saw Julio, Calvin Ridley, Kyle. He he finds a guy and really gravitates towards that guy. And I would be surprised if it was not Michael Pittman. The Julio stuff doesn't concern me. He's not. A, he gets hurt all the time. He'll. I'm sure he'll miss games eventually for the Colts. And Jonathan Taylor, I think this honestly helps him. To be completely honest with you, I think you can see an increase in the passing game as well from Jonathan Taylor, which is great news. So Michael Pittman is currently ranked as my wide receiver 23 i think that's a little low i think he's a top 20 fantasy i didn't do my rankings yet you know how i operate i gotta see the draft i gotta see the whole big picture of things but i i think he'll be a top 20 receiver drafted by the time we hit august but i'm and we'll talk about somebody else who i have i definitely had to move up given uh recent news actually a couple guys that i've had to move up and which is why i'm a bit lower on Pittman than maybe the consensus the consensus has him as the wide receiver 20 exactly so good call there jake um and these ranks are also in half ppr so i just want to put that out there i do my all my ranks in in half so would you rather have michael Pittman in half or dk metcalf I have to go Pittman now i don't know who the hell's playing quarterback for so, yeah, if it's Drew Locke, it's certainly Michael Pittman. What if it's Baker Mayfield? If it's Baker, give me DK. I'm still going to go with DK for now because I think they figure something out with with, with the quarterback there. But I, it's definitely a lot closer. If you, said, if you said that to me a month and a half ago, that DK would be close to Michael Pittman, I would have called you crazy. What if it's Sam Darnold? No, Metcalf would fall yeah, off no. a cliff. He would fall off a cliff yeah. for me. I think uh, that has some real momentum, by the way. Just putting it out there. Metcalf has like one hand off of the cliff, and he's very close to falling off of the cliff behind his buddy Tyler Lockett, who's already just taken a free fall. Yeah, you could say that. Michael Pittman or Terry McLaurin? Tough. Very similar. going with Pittman. Give me McLaurin. I'm not confident in it. Yeah, it can go either way. Give me McLaurin. Give me McLaurin close, though. Very close. Michael Pittman or our friend, Elijah, give me, give me more. I'm going to have to go Pittman, even I'm though I do Pitt- love Elijah more. 
I'm going Pittman as well. Michael Pittman or Jerry Judy? One more. Pittman. 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 We don't know if Jerry. We don't even know if Judy can play. To be honest with you, Pittman for me, for me as well. I I will say that after the Wilson trade, I did put Jerry Judy just outside my top twenty. But after recent adjustments, I have moved Jerry Judy down just because of that that hype that's kind of I, faded I, off a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know if Jerry Judy is like that guy. I think Cortland Sutton will be pretty sneaky this year. I, I tell you what, I would much. I'm going to be honest with you. I would much rather have Cortland Sutton, who's being drafted right now as the wide receiver 32, versus Jerry Judy, who's being drafted as a top 24 wide receiver right now. I think that's I think that's way too low on Cortland Sutton. I do too. Way too low. I do too. Let's move on to Matt Ryan's old team, the Atlanta Falcons signing Brother. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> he's going to be, at least for now, looks like he's going to be the, uh, the bridge sort of guy. I think in 14 team leagues and in two quarterback leagues as your third option, Mariota's not bad. But outside of that, no thank you. He's not worth it because he has that rushing upside that we've that we've all seen in the past. And he gets to reunite himself with Arthur Smith, which is which is nice for him, but in terms of the weapons in Atlanta, I mean, who the hell is playing wide receiver right now? Cordero Patterson did re-sign there. So that's that's good for Cordero, Cordero Patterson's fantasy value. I think I have mentioned in the past that I'd be really worried about Patterson if he wasn't back in Atlanta. He is back in Atlanta, so that's good for him. But the, the main focus of this is Kyle Pitts. And I guess this kind of goes into the losers, you know, section of what I was going to mention, but I guess we can just kind of talk about it here. The gap now between the iffy tight ends and then the not elite, but one step below elite tight ends has absolutely closed because you have Darren Waller who now takes a hit because of Devontae Adams. You have George Kittle who takes a hit because of Trey Lance. And now you have Kyle Pitts who takes a hit because of Marcus Mariota. So really you're now looking at two tight ends who stand out above the rest in Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and then really, it's kind of like it's a whole new tier that's developed of Waller, Kittle, Pitts, and then right below is just everybody else. So I'm really I, I worried about the tight end position. I disagree with you, man. I think Dalton Schultz is in that tier of guys that are in that Waller. I don't know if Waller can play anymore either. Just to, just letting you know, like I we we need to have a conversation because the injuries are starting to mount. He's closer to thirty. We've seen this movie before with, with, with guys when they get to that age. So I think Schultz should be in that class, man. Like if you were to tell me right now, who do I rather have as my tight end next year, Schultz or Kyle Pitts? I go to Schultz. I, I don't want any part of the Falcons offense next year at all. I'm right there with you. I, I would, I would much rather have Dalton Schultz. And then who's that next guy after Pitts, Kittle, Waller. It's Dalton Schultz. He's right there with him. And then if you, if you, if Rob Gronkowski is back in the picture in Tampa Bay, you, you just add another guy right there who I would have a contingency rather plan. have. <laughs> and then you, you got to look at TJ Hawkinson as well, who I'm not really as hot on as, as if it would be, you know, last Schultz year or was a hot, hot commodity. Oh, last year it was a very hot commodity. Let me, yeah. let me give you, let me give you a, uh, another guy that I think could kind of shoot up draft boards. How about David and Joku? If Deshaun Watson is the quarterback, I think so. No Austin I, Hooper. We'll yeah, talk I about Hooper so. too. Yeah. But, I mean, let me see where uh Njoku is right now. Uh, he is regardless of the Kyle Pitts is just not worth the risk for fantasy managers. Oh, I completely, I completely hundred percent agree. 
David Njoku right now is being drafted as the wide receiver, ten, uh, tight end 10, excuse me. Tight end 10, that's pretty hmm, interesting. Very high. That's pretty high. I think that's, that's higher I than think, I thought. I, I think he settles, to be quite honest. Like, I think at the end of the day, he's probably going to be in like that Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, Zach Ertz, Logan Thomas sort of range. Now you have to add Hayden Hurst in that too, playing with Burrow. Yes. Yes, I believe so. The draft is a long ways away too. Like Trey McBride will throw a major wrench into a lot of these tight ends. Oh, I'm sure he will, depending on, depending on where he lands. All, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on, depending on where he lands as well. And I mean, if it, if it moves your, uh, moves the needle in any way, Mike Kosicki is the tight end 12. Will we be drafting him? No. No, absolutely not. No, fuck him. Um, but yeah, uh, Jake, just just going back to Mariota really quick. Would you take him anywhere outside of a deep 14-team league and a 2QB? Nope. He should not be rostered in standard leagues. Okay. I would, I would agree. And the last one of the uh, of the news and notes before we move on to winners and losers, Jameis Winston signing a two-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. He is going to be their starting quarterback, it looks like, for the 2022 season. I struggle to say it's good news for Michael Thomas because I don't know what version of Michael Thomas we're going to get, if we're going to get anything at all. But I think for Alvin Kamara, this is good. I kind of disagree with you a little bit on that for Kamara because Jameis isn't really a quarterback that is dink and dunk. Who knows what the version of Jameis we'll get now off the injury. And honestly, we kind of saw Jameis evolve his game a little bit to be a little bit smarter with the Saints. He wasn't taking those chances with the Bucks, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, he was really a student of the game with the Saints. But I'm not sure about that. I feel like a lot of Kamara's big games came when – Trevor Simeon took over at quarterback. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure if this is great. I don't think it's bad news for Kamara. I think it's pretty good news for Michael Thomas, all things considered. Uh, If he wants to play, I think it's good news. Well, that's it. If he he wants to play. But if you're the Saints, yeah, I I hear you. If if this was Deshaun Watson – we would be saying Alvin Kamara to the moon, Michael Thomas to the moon. Like there were, there were some reports when the saints were very much in this and it looked like at a point that the saints were going to win this. Michael Thomas was being talked about as a second, third round pick, which for me was always high. But now that it's Jameis, you got Michael Thomas who now is being drafted 75th overall. I think that's pretty good value for him, to be completely honest with you, especially with no other pass catchers on the roster to speak of. I think it's it's good value, but I know that there are people that are listening to this that were burned by Michael Thomas last year that are saying, I don't care if he is 150th overall, I'm not taking him. And I wouldn't you know, blame them. Fair. I wouldn't blame I them. I would not blame you either. But if you're the Saints, you have to get some more pass catchers in there, right? And with the draft have coming to. up, you yeah, have absolutely to. have to. You have to. Now you pay Jameis. You're not taking a quarterback clearly in the first round. It's a weak quarterback class, and now you're already hearing about guys. We'll talk about the quarterbacks eventually, I'm sure. But Yo, you're yeah, probably next not, week. You're not in a range to, to draft a quarterback. You have to stick with Jameis. You, you give him some guys to throw to. You have a good defense already. Like enough is enough. We don't need to see uh, Bird or Traquan Smith, a free agent. Uh, Harry. We don't need to see any of those guys. 
No. Like, let's get a quality number two option here, please. No, no, Adam Troutman. That's that's out of interest no. to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's time to get some pass catchers in there. I agree. I agree. And and I think as long as Michael Thomas is still in that like round eight range, He's I'd be speaking. okay with it. But we're gonna. I would revisit this in July. And just kind of see where Michael Thomas is at that Dude, point. Because they could still honestly trade him. I don't think he's a, a lock to be a saint. No, I don't think he is either. Which and it depends on where he where he would go. Yeah. Like say, I don't know, say Michael Thomas were to go to were to go to Green Bay. Oh yeah, then he's very much in that that oh. second or third round range. Oh, then he's very appealing. Then yeah. he's very appealing. Then we have something nice to talk about. I, I think if Thomas were to be dealt, he'd probably be dealt to the AFC. I, I had to make an assumption. Like you think about teams needing a wide receiver in the AFC. That, that makes sense. Pats, Pats. I don't know if Belichick wants to put up with that type of personality though, to be honest with you. Uh, I think a lot of people said the same thing about Randy Moss. I'm not yeah, saying he, that Michael Thomas is Randy Moss, but a little, little different though. You had Tom Brady then, you know what I'm saying? That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you probably want a better, you know, level headed receiver around your young quarterback. I, I, that's fair. Yeah. You think about maybe, maybe Baltimore. Miami. Miami, I mean, God, Michael Thomas there would disaster. Disaster. Yeah, that's that's a no. I mean, on the Jets, but I can't see the Jets taking on that contract. No, neither can I. Neither can I. I mean, I would maybe maybe I would have said Kansas City, but they just signed Juju and, and Juju, they're not taking yeah. on, they're not taking on that contract. They don't have the space to do it. No, honestly, maybe I don't know. Cleveland just got Amari. That's probably a no. Yeah, they they wouldn't have to yeah, picks probably it's... probably do it. It's tough. It's it's tough. The the suitors are definitely dwindling down. So you would think he's probably on the Saints roster this season. Unless he unless he's being traded to like Houston. Which it, no. No, yeah. No. They 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 wouldn't do that. I don't think. I don't think. No. Yeah, no. The, the Jacksonville two- always made sense, but mm, I mean they just that, gave all that money paying. to Christian Kirk. And for- uh they signed somebody else, Zay Jones, too. Zay Jones and then didn't they also sign um, Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just love the mediocre pass catchers, but oh, they love it. They 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 fine. absolutely love it. But I mean, they're giving they're giving Trevor Lawrence the their array of options. So, uh, and people and people people will compliment them because it's not Urban Meyer. If this were yeah. Urban Meyer, they'd be the laughing stock of the world. Maybe the, they would absolutely be the laughing stock of the world. No doubt, but because it's Doug Peterson, people are just willing to give them a pass. But yeah. hey. To each their own, I guess. All right. So the winners and losers of the uh, free agent period. So I was explaining to Jake before, and I'll explain it now. Um, We're definitely going to do this more on a player basis. I don't think we really want to do teams necessarily, just to kind of to kind of get the fantasy juices flowing, and to you know kind of promote guys we think have definitely benefited from free agency and all that has happened uh, during. So what? Jake, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first with a winner or a loser. It's all I'll good, go, man. I'll go, go first. I'll go first with a winner. We'll do a couple winners, then we'll, then we'll do some losers, and we'll end up on a bad note. Uh, winner for me is Mari Cooper. It's very simple. And it, go, it goes back to, uh, to Sean Watson. I highly doubt that Amari Cooper thought that he was going to be going to Cleveland to play with Deshaun Watson, and he may have upgraded his situation. Leaving Dallas, a much more high-profile, high-pressure market, and now he gets to go to Cleveland and he gets to play with Deshaun Watson as his number one target. So I think he he definitely has won. And 
prior to the trade, Amari Cooper was not even a top 30 receiver for me in my projections. Yeah. After the trade and the projections that I ran this week, Amari Cooper is a top 12 receiver for me, which is I don't have him ranked as a top 12 receiver. I have him ranked as a top 20 receiver. But he projected out numerically as a top 12 guy, which was to me, I, I was blown away by that. I hear you there. For me, my I, I have kind of like a part A and a part B. I have a winner slash loser. Do you want to hear the winner first or the loser? I think the okay. the, the winner. Fantasy managers. Oh, fantasy managers. Yeah. Fantasy managers. You know why? Because why we that? will no longer have to draft Miles Gaskin to our fantasy <laughs> teams. And the loser, Chase Edmonds. I mean, that is a horrific situation you got yourself into in Miami. Oh, my God. Is it bad? It is bad. But fantasy managers, we at least Miles Gaskin won't be a thing, We we think. Well, at least the Miami Dolphins running back won't be a thing because now you have Chase Edmonds, you have Raheem Mostert, and you have Miles Gaskin. And they no still have some, and they tend they tendered Savan Ahmed too. Oh, that's right, they tendered Savan. Oh my God, yeah, that's so, that's, that's even worse. We let's, have ourselves a situation <laughs> in Miami. Let's just see, for for shits and giggles, where's the highest ranked Dolphins running back that I have in my ranks? It's got to be outside the top 30. It is. Yep, it is. It's Chase Edmonds. It's Chase Edmonds. He's the highest of of the bunch, but he is my RB38. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. He's my RB38. Raheem Mostert is my RB47. Miles Gaskin is my RB63. Yeah. I I would have loved to have added a five in front of the 63 for Miles Gaskin, just to show how much I do not want him. But unfortunately, on the Fantasy Pros database, I could not do that, very sadly. So, yeah, if you care about yourself, don't draft any Miami Dolphins running back. Just just don't. Or, or anybody that's not Jalen Waddle. Sa- save yourself the frustration, please. Absolutely 100% agree. Uh, winner for me, Leonard Fournette. Signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers avoids what would have been an absolutely terrible situation in New England with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who he went to go visit, signs instead a three-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm now very much very comfortable with drafting Leonard Fournette as a top 20 running back in all formats. So uh, Leonard Fournette is a big, big, big winner for me. I mean, especially if they don't bring back Ronald Jones and they just roll with Keyshawn Vaughn and then maybe they draft a running back late just for for depth purposes. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, mm, yes. As like a a third or a fourth round running back, yes. I'm very, very in on that. Very, very in on that as well. And Fournette will be a very high-end RB too. Leonard Fournette Fournette or James Conner? Fournette. Fournette for me as well. Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott? Zeke. Give me Zeke, but real close. Really, really, really close. Leonard Fournette or Elijah Mitchell? Mitchell. Mitchell for me as well. Leonard Fournette or Saquon Barkley? Fournette. I would take Fournette as well. 
if for, if Barkley is on the if is on the Giants. If Barkley goes elsewhere, I would probably say Barkley, but it would depend on where. But where? Yeah, like I don't That's think he's thing. going anywhere. That's the thing is where could he go where he would be a clear cut number one? Maybe Seattle, but they just signed Rashad Penny, so probably not. Oh, Penny is back there. Yeah, he is back there. Um, I mean, where yeah, else? Jets, where else? Could Jets he... will always be in the conversation with Saquon, but yeah, I mean, where else? Where, where else could he potentially go? I, I Tampa. I really don't know where 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 else he could end up. That, Kansas that, City. I really don't think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is any good. No, I. I would love it. I would love it. But at the same time, I don't think Kansas City is just going to move away from Clyde. That's that's part of the problem. You drafted him in the first round. Yeah, right. I hear you. Right. You still you still have something there. Um, yeah, that's that's a bit of definitely a bit of a uh, definitely a bit of a concern for sure. Um, all right, a uh, winner or a loser from uh, for you, sir. Yeah, I honestly, to believe believe it or not, though, with the current way the Rams are shaping out, I think a big winner here is Robert Woods. I, I kind of hmm. see the appeal with Robert Woods with uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans because we've seen Ryan Tannehill support two very fantasy-relevant receivers before with A.J. Brown and Corey Davis before Corey Davis went, went to the Jets in free agency. So I think Tannehill is a good fit there, and I think Robert Woods, if you were to stay with the Rams, you have Allen Robinson now, OBJ might be – it might have been too crowded there. So I think that there's some really good upside, especially in full PPR leagues with, with Robert Woods. I think that's a really good situation he found himself in in Tennessee. So with Robert with Robert Woods, I'm very much on the fence with him because in PPR leagues he's very consistent. So in PPR, I definitely do understand the appeal with him, but it definitely is a downgrade in situation though, going from Matthew Stafford to Ryan Tannehill where he also did gain a lot of his points it, as well it? with rushing yards. Okay. I, I think I, Is I it think because so. Stafford – it isn't Jared Goff with the Rams. It's Stafford and him, they okay, weren't really fair. clicking. That's fair. That, that, that is very fair. Does he have that same connection then with Ryan Tannehill? That's something that will have to be worked out. But do I think he's a better option for Tennessee than, say, Julio Jones was where they tried that whole experiment last year? Yes, I absolutely, I absolutely do. I think Robert Woods has has some appeal. Like, do I see, do I see Robert Woods being a thousand yard receiver with six or seven touchdowns? That might Corey be his, da- that might Corey be his Davis ceiling. Was, that might Davis be his was. ceiling. Yeah, and if you could say, even if he's like an 850, 900 yard guy with six, seven touchdowns, I'm kind of good with that. And you're drafting him. He's being drafted right now as a top thirty six receiver. So. I think that's like that's a solid return if you're drafting him in let's say the eighth, ninth round. Yeah, I, I think they should score points too with Derrick Henry back. That should be a much better offense. Hmm. So agreed. Yeah, I, I think Robert Woods upgraded to be honest with you, man, and I think uh, he's definitely on the radar for me as in def in PPR formats for sure. I think in standard you can kind of ditch him in half. I'd be a little hesitant, but full point PPR. Yeah. I'm good with that. And we know A.J. Brown's had, had trouble staying healthy before. And Robert Woods, I know, obviously, is coming off the surgery. But before that, he's been pretty available. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And, he's, and whatever he's played, he's been very, very productive. Robert Woods or our good friend, Brandon Ayuk? Woods, not even close. Woods for me as well. Robert Woods or Gabe Davis? Robert Woods. Give me Woods and PPR in half, Davis and non. 
Woods, Robert Woods, or Mike Williams? Mike Williams. Mike Williams for me as well. Robert Woods or Michael Gallup? Assuming Gallup, Gallup. is healthy to start the year. Gallup. Gallup. Say Gallup. Say Gallup is on the pup list and misses four it's, games. It's kind of crazy, though, with Gallup because there's been games where people have been kind of burned by Gallup before. Oh, he's, he's a good receiver. Very quietly. He's a, he's a good receiver, but they we've been burned by him before. When yes. Amari, Namely, that Thanksgiving game, he burned a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you're, also not, you're Gallup, also not drafting Gallup too highly right now. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 44. I, th- I think that'll change, though. I think it's go. I, I think a lot of that, though, is people are unsure with the knee. Like, if people can hear that Michael Gallup is going to have a clean bill of health and will be available for week one, then I think Gallup will, will start to come up a little bit because people will kind of realize it's a Dallas offense. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be potent. Are, are so, we sure? Are we sure uh, Robert Woods is available for Week One? I know that that was the goal. That's the goal. Yes, that that that's the goal. But I don't know. I I don't know a hundred percent yet. But that is but, that is the plan. It's no, the no, plan. No. But there hasn't been a, a, def, a definite yes or a definite no on that one. Um, Robert Woods or the guy that's replacing him, Allen Robinson. Interesting. Honestly, like, is it really that crazy to say Robert Woods? Because we don't know. Number one, do we do we know Allen Robinson can play still? No, we don't know that and, for a fact. And with Stafford, it's just we've seen this so many times with Stafford. He kind of finds one guy, and that's it. Yeah, you know what I'm You're saying. Right. Like, you're 100 right. In, in Detroit, it was always obviously Megatron, but and then you had it's felt like it was just the. Golden Tate show for the longest time. And then you had last year, it was TJ Hawkinson. And then this year it was Cooper cup. Correct. Where he just finds one guy and just throws him the ball. Right. Right. And and there's no telling that maybe, maybe defenses will adjust. And there's the possibility that maybe they just, you know, say, you know what, anybody else could beat us, but Cooper cup that there's also that possibility. Cause we saw that, uh, you know what, what, I don't want to change the subject too much because we still have a lot of winners and losers I want to talk about, but I kind of I kind of see Cooper Cup in the same light as Stefan Diggs from a year ago. I where I called that. <laughs> you did. You did. And I kind of see the same thing potentially happening where people are going to draft Diggs at his ceiling. People are going to be disappointed because Diggs has kind of, you know, peaks and valleys. But he's still solid enough for fantasy, but he definitely disappoints on where you drafted him. I think it's the same thing potentially in store with Cooper Cup, where people are going to draft him to the ceiling, which is ceiling as being the wide receiver one. He's my wide receiver one right now. But does he finish as the wide receiver one? Probably not. Does he finish as a top five receiver? Probably. Does he finish as a top 10 receiver? Probably definitely, barring some catastrophic injury. So, you know, if he finishes as a top five receiver, People are going to be disappointed because he they drafted him as the wide receiver one, but they're still going to say, ah, but he didn't finish as the wide receiver one. Same thing with Stephon Diggs. You know, people drafted him as the top three receiver, in some cases maybe two, and he finished as a top six or seven receiver where he didn't bust. He was good, but he didn't live up to the massive expectations set for him. Agreed. Agreed. I think Diggs is a great post-type sleeper too. Not oh. really a sleeper, but I like him post type yes i do too i do too i like i like him a whole lot post type um a winner for me 
I gotta go. I gotta go with our guy. I gotta go with our guy Cam Akers. I think it's very telling that the Los Angeles Rams have not gone and signed a running back yet. They have not gone and they have not brought back Sony Michelle. It is Cam Akers and it is Darrell Henderson at this moment in time, which is great news for anybody who has Cam Akers and a keeper, like two people who host the Basement Talk podcast. That is his show. It is music to our ears. Now, if, if we can just have Melvin Gordon not go back to Denver, we would be happy guys. Oh, we'd be in fucking business. We would be. In- I'm, I'm really afraid. I think he is. I think he is. I think he is. I think he is too. And you're going to hear me screaming from the goddamn rooftops if he does. Uh, <laughs> let, I mean, let me God. give you a lo- <laughs> let me give you a loser right here. Yeah, go for it. The Pittsburgh pass catchers, uh, namely Deontay Johnson. I, I just don't see the same results with Trubisky as I do with Big Ben. I think, but to be honest with you, would I take him over Chase Claypool? Yes. Chase Claypool to me is rather dead in fantasy. I will not be drafting him this year, bearing some unforeseen circumstances. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie to you. I think if Baker somehow finds his way to Pittsburgh, I think that might be kind of changing my mind a little bit. But I, I, I that would only happen if the Browns outright release him, which I don't see occurring. So, yeah, Pittsburgh, pass catchers. Nope. Would you be okay with – Deontay Johnson, if I could say to you that Malik Willis is the starter in Pittsburgh no. after five weeks. No. Okay. What if it's Kenny Pickett after I, five I, weeks? I, I don't want a rookie. To be honest with you, I think Willis and Claypool are kind of interesting. Okay. That, that's a lot of big That's a lot of big plays. But you're out on Johnson. Out, and it sucks. I like the guy. but And he also had drop problems, too, with Big Ben. Let, let's not yeah. – gloss over that oh yeah he was he was benched for an entire half a couple times yeah yeah so i mean mike tomlin is very very quick to just pull the hook on on deontay johnson Uh, you do you feel the same way with the pass catchers in pittsburgh oh very much so very very much so i think it's a very unstable position i even would say the same thing for Najee harris as well where i'm i'm comfortable with Najee to a point like, would I draft him? Let me just pull up my ranks here. So, ECR right now has him as the RB7. I have him as the RB10. I'll say RB9 because I'm going to move him up over Nick Chubb. I don't know why Nick Chubb is this high, but he is. I think it's like a, if you're taking him as your RB8, 9, or 10, I'm good with that. But if you're taking Najee, you're taking Najee over Dalvin Cook. If you're taking Najee over Mixon, if you're taking Najee over Javante Williams without Melvin Gordon, that I think is where I draw a bit of a line with that one. Like, here's one. I'm big on Najee. Najee, Najee Harris or DeAndre Swift? Najee. In half. Najee. I what like the, the offensive line, too. What about in full? Full, Najee. Najee or Cam Akers? Akers. Acres for me as well. And I would also have Najee over over Swift. Najee or Kamara. Kamara, but it is close. I would take Najee. Crazy. Crazy. But I would rather it's have cl- Najee. It's close because you don't want to have the decline slash down year is kind of coming for Kamara. It has to. Father it, it Time is undefeated. To. It has to, and 
Yeah. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. It's a good. It's a good friend of ours. Najee or Joe Mixon? It's funny because you didn't draft Joe Mixon last year, and I drafted him pretty much everywhere. Yeah, the I'm, one year I'm, I don't have fucking Mixon after I've backed him for for forever and ever. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Joe Mixon. I'm going with Mixon how, as well. I don't know how confident I am in that, but I just think that offense in Cincinnati. You just I kind of want every part of it. One more, and then we'll go. Then we'll go to some losers. Najee or Christian McCaffrey? I just don't want Christian McCaffrey on my Neither team. Neither do I. So I'm going to say Najee. Like, I, I am not drafting Christian McCaffrey this year. If you can guarantee me that Christian McCaffrey is playing 15, 16 games. That is a different I'm not even going to say a full full season. 15, 16 games of McCaffrey. Hell, even on the low end, 11, 12 games out of McCaffrey. And 11 of those 12 or 12 of those games are in fantasy playoffs. I'll take McCaffrey. Okay, yes, that's a different story, but is he? <laughs> Probably not. Not a risk Probably I'm willing not. to uh, to take. But you know what? This will be the first year where I say I'm out on McCaffrey after never having McCaffrey before for the last two years, and McCaffrey will magically find God. He'll find that that magic sauce where his hamstring and, will be perfectly fine. And then this is the year you're in on Derrick Henry, too. Oh, I was in on Derrick Henry last year. I already got hit by the Derrick Henry bomb, but that was that was more of a freak. Injury. I'll, no. I'll, I think I'll give Henry a pass on that one. Not his coming out party, though. Nope. 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 I, I've never had Derrick Henry before before last year. And this will be the year where I, maybe I have Jonathan Taylor somewhere. And I don't know. He'll slip in the shower and he'll be out the rest of the season. That's just that's just my really fucking shitty luck. Um, all right. So let's go to let's go to the losers, shall we? Uh, a loser for me. I mean, it's got to be. Aaron Rodgers, it has to be for now, for now, for now, for right now. A, a big yes. winner is Lazard, by the way. I think Lazard, uh, he was starting to come on towards the end of the year for the Packers too. Lazard has to be a winner right now because he's he's the number one guy there with with Robert Tunyon. But even then, I mean, I don't know how inspired I am by by both of them. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I Lazard advise, is a winner. I will advise the NFL. Also. We, we talked about this. How ironic would it be if, if Green Bay drafted two receivers in the first round after never giving Aaron Rodgers a first-round receiver? Oh, it would be pure poetry. It really it, would be. It, it, it really would, and I'm sure he'd be happy by that. But if you're the NFL, do not let Jamison Williams go play with Aaron Rodgers. It will be an absolute laser show. Oh, yes, it would be. It, it would be – that would be a massive, massive situation. Aaron Rodgers with Jamison yeah, Williams. Yeah. Oh, even if it is rookie year, you, you're saying to me half, half a year that Rodgers gets with Jamison Williams in year one. I mean, fuck yeah. Fuck I think, yeah. I think he might be able to play week one. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. We'll I say, the same. But, but yeah, man, for now he's a loser, but that can they'll change. figure it. There's, it, it, will, it will change. Yeah, that could absolutely change. Um, Jake, a loser for you. I have to go with your guy, Dak Prescott, man. Um. Lyle Collins gone. We don't know what the hell Tyron Smith's doing. I'm he'll sure be back, he'll get hurt. But he'll, he'll be, be back, hurt, probably. How often? Quite often, probably. So Lyle Collins and obviously Amari Cooper, his guy, and also Cedric Wilson gone. So you're looking at Michael Gallup, C. Lamb, Dalton Schultz. 
I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a tough times for, for Dak Prescott. Obviously, there's a whole draft to fix that, but is Dallas really taking a pass catcher where they are with all these other needs, particularly at, on defense? For me, I don't think that they have much of a choice but to address the defensive side of the ball and then just kind of take a receiver and maybe the second or third round and just hope that that does a job. I, I think with C, with CD, CD was someone that I considered as 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 a winner, just kind of just because he's been waiting for this. This this is like his opportune moment now to kind of break through and be that go to guy for for Dak. And I, I got to be quite honest, I mean, where I have CD ranked, let me just pull up my receiver ranks. Where do I have CD right now? I have CD Lamb right now as my wider my wide receiver eight. I'm very very tempted to move him up. Very up. tempted. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I re- I, I, I am. He drops very much on for me, man. That that's another thing. That's fair. That's fair. He does have he does have some issues with with drops, but CD's going to be the guy by himself, and there's going to be no no excuse for them to have a situation like what happened in the San Francisco game, where CD is only targeted twice or once, whatever the fuck it was. There's no, there's no plausible situation where that can happen again. There's no way, no I way. I hear yet. you, but as of right now, though, Dak's offense got worse, and, and I just it don't did. think there's any way to deny that. That's why I have him as a loser. But you're also very much a fan of Dalton Schultz. I'm a fan, but you know, obviously, they they're a better offense with Amari Cooper and a good yeah. and obviously an offensive lineman. And I yes. believe Connor Williams got got signed too. Yeah, Miami. So. Miami, they have they have holes right now at left guard. If, if you're Dallas, man, like you got to go out there and do something, right? Before the draft, or you just everything they will find it in the draft. See, you would think so, but the 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 Jerry Jones Cowboys philosophy is you build through the draft, and that's it. That that's just and that's wrong. That's wrong. That's that's not how it's done. That's a very 1990s mentality of doing things. This is a free agent cap era that we live in. And they're still stuck in the 1990s with, with how they do things. There's, there's a reason why that the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in what's nearly going to be 30 years. Then this this year when they don't win it because they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year is going to be 28 years. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. Which I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason for that. And I don't. I don't know if you if you saw this. I don't, I don't want to deviate too much. But did you see um, Jerry Jones went on Dallas radio this morning and was promoting that the Cowboys had Tyron Matthew in for a visit this weekend and that Micah Parsons was showing him around the star in Dallas and Micah Parsons goes on Twitter and says, yeah, no, that didn't happen. I would love to have him, but it didn't happen. <laughs> like what goes through Jerry Jones's head? Yeah. He, he's, he's getting ready to scout. He's scout Jones. I guess so. I, I guess so. And I wonder what the excuse is going to be when they don't win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, you, you, It'll be you, Mike McCarthy's head. <laughs> that, uh, that no doubt be. about it. No, no doubt in my mind. They, they honestly, they should be firing McCarthy now. Promote Kellen Moore, have him as, on the interim tag for one year, and then if 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 interim Kellen Moore is not good enough, you can promote him back down, or you hire Sean Payton and let Sean Payton work his magic. That's it. Well, J- Jason Garrett's available. I, I think Fuck he that. can have that due contract. Fuck that. Fuck that. Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. Um, a, another loser for me, DJ Moore. He is locked in mm. for life, it looks like, in Carolina. 
And who the hell is their quarterback going to be? I don't know. I don't care. Carolina, a big out for me. I This is in full PPR as well. I pulled up my full PPR rank just because this is where he's most viable and most appealing for fantasy managers. DJ Moore is my wide receiver 26 in full point PPR right now. He is that low for me. But let me give you a small winner right here, and I think obviously this 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 might change. I kind of like Devin Singletary a little bit heading into next year. I feel like last year we finally got a little bit of clarity on the Bills situation that once they kind of stuck with Singletary, they were able to run the football more effectively. We saw Zach Moss be inactive. Right? I mean, can we put the Zach Moss thing behind us if we're Buffalo? Oh, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. So I think the, Buffalo the Zach not pipe dream is dead. So I think Buffalo not bringing in a running back bodes pretty well for Singletary. And they have some other – I mean, Buffalo is obviously one of the best teams, but they still have a little bit of a concern as their other corner, wouldn't you say? So I feel like corner is a big need for them in the draft. Their run defense yeah. – they have defensive needs where I don't know if they're spending a premium pick on a running back. No, they, they probably have more of a need, if anything, at that wide receiver more than they would at – at running back. I think Jamison Crowder was a hell of a signing for them. That sucks. Yeah, as, I as think so Jets too. Fan. Would have been worse think, if it was Braxton Barrios, but still. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really, really great signing for, for Buffalo. I still, I still think they need one more receiver though. But in any event, I mean even you have Diggs, Gabriel Davis, now Jamison Crowder there. I think you can kind of get away with that. And then maybe you can get away with drafting a receiver, but they I don't think necessarily need a running back. Like you said. They need a secondary corner. They probably need more in their defensive line. They probably need a linebacker as well. They don't really need a whole lot on offense. Offensive line, too, they probably need. But outside of that, they, they really don't need to be addressing a running back. So in terms of Devin Singletary and his safety, he, prob- he probably is safe. He probably is very, very, very safe. Safe? It's a good guy, good depth running back for me with with upside because once they stuck to him, they were able to act, actually run the ball. Absolutely, but if, if you're telling me that Devin Singletary, you're going to be drafting Devin Singletary as your RB four, maybe your RB five, I think that's terrific. Yeah, and, I, and you have a I'm lot of safety Zach and a lot of value is, with that. <laughs> I'm oh, just yeah. glad Zach Moss is just and Matt Breda also is is gone from our memories. Yeah, Matt Breida now is going to be ruining the lives of Saquon Barkley managers because he just signed with the Giants. Yeah, man, it, it, it is. <sighs> Some of these running backs, they just they're always a thing. They're always a thing. They're, and they're always going to be a thing. That it, that That's also part of the problem. Um, I'll give one, one more loser here. Uh, one more loser for me, Miles Sanders. With the re-signing of Boston Scott going back to Philadelphia, I think that is very, very, very interesting that they decided to bring Boston Scott back when you consider Kenny Gainwell's there. Now you bring back Boston Scott into the mix. Yeah, I'm very, very, very out on on Miles Sanders as a fantasy entity for me. I have him all the way down as my wide receiver 33. Running back 33, man. Running back 33, yes. Apologies. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of out on him too. I think that kind of goes without saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will preface <laughs> that I was not in on him to begin with, but now I'm just further and further out on Miles Sanders. Yeah, no. It, it, I guess I, my, my one last loser, so to say, is I don't even know if he's able to play. Chris Carson, I think Rashad Penny kind of warrants being the guy yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks. 
Yeah, and if you could tell me that they don't bring in anybody else, they just stick with Rashad Penny, Travis Homer. Maybe they draft the running back in like the later rounds of the draft. I wouldn't be too, you know, scared by that. But Rashad Penny, I think you're very much put in like the same camp as as a Devin Singletary, where that he could be a very, very good value. It was like an RB four, RB five. I had to get this in because I had it written down too. An, a, another loser, uh, Antonio Gibson with JD McKissick going back with this shit again. Yeah, no, thank you. Really, we we just couldn't let we couldn't let Antonio Gibson be a three down back. We we couldn't do it. Literally, we can't we can't have nice things. Their Cincinnati did the right thing with letting Joe Mixon be the three down, except in the Super Bowl. But that's a except in the Super Bowl, he wasn't the three down back. But th- throughout the whole season, he was the three Zach down. Zach Taylor back. couldn't help himself. He could, Zach Taylor couldn't help himself to have a have a good year of coaching. He had to fuck up once on the most important moment of their season, and yeah. that's when Zach that's when Zach Taylor had to be like, oh, okay, here I am. Here's the doofus in me. Woo. Yeah. But we they finally committed to Nixon for the most part as a three down running back. We couldn't do that with Antonio Gibson. God forbid. Washington so, Guardian. What are they now? The the, 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 the Washington Guardians. Oh no, they're the commanders. Come on. The, Gar- I mean, the Cleveland Guardians. Cleveland Guardians, McKiss- Washington Commanders. And and McKissick will be that guy that everybody drafts in like the ninth round of fantasy drafts just just to just to have on their team. Agreed. Just he's just annoying all year. You don't play him with any confidence, and he's just on your roster being annoying. Antonio Gibson or Cam Akers? Close. Akers is Gibson or Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones. Jones for me as well. Gibson or Zeke? Zeke. Zeke for me as well. I'll give you one more. Antonio Gibson or Leonard Fournette? Fournette. Fournette for me as well. I'm very out on Gibson. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very out on him as well. I would love not to have him anywhere humanly possible. Well, that is going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Make sure to subscribe to the Basement Talk Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We will be back with you next week. We'll be starting our NFL draft coverage, starting with the quarterback position and then previewing team meets for the AFC East. We'll be talking about the New York Jets, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills. So make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, so that way when the episode is released, you will have it in your inbox and ready to consume. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Band Show, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.